Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode, we are pleased to welcome Holland Hawaii. Holland is a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, health advocate, former restaurant owner, mom of three, plant-based cookbook author, and expert in vegan plant-based food. We're going to talk to Holland about her cookbook, Good Food Gratitude, and the positive impacts she's experienced when she moved to a plant-based diet, which was over a decade ago. I gotta say, she doesn't sound very busy. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) All right, so... Before we get into that interview, though, we do have a new rating. Yay! Yay. This is from Pinky902. It says, great resource and so much, so fun. This is a great resource for vegetarians. I've learned so much and enjoy the real world experience from the hosts. The health information and guests are both interesting and there's always takeaway that I can use immediately. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, thank you, thank Pinky902. You. We really appreciate it. If you haven't left us a rating, we would greatly appreciate it. If you head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash review, you will see the way, how you can do that. All right. Uh, before we get into our interview, let's hear from today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc. Any monetary support that we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the show and keeping it going free to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and there you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss the mission of vegetarian zen. On the right hand side of the page, you're going to see some various support levels, anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And you can also customize your uh, level of giving, by the way, those are just some suggestions. Certain levels will qualify you for some vegetarian zen swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or a t-shirt. Even a dollar a month can go a long way to help keep the podcast going. So thank you to our current, our past, and our future Golden Apple Roundtable members. Thank you. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says Bias a Juice. If you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash support, you will see that at the bottom of the page. And you can provide us with a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. All right. Are we ready to get into our interview with Holland? Sure. All right. So Holland Hawaii is an expert in vegan plant-based food and cleanses. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, health advocate, former restaurant owner, and mom of three, she has worn many hats in this life, but she knows the one that matters most is her relationship with herself and her body. When those two are aligned, everything falls into place and she can be a better mother and chef. Holland has been on her own health journey for 13 years and loves sharing her perspective and experience with food that led her to be in charge of her own health. 
Good Food Gratitude is Holland's plant-based lifestyle cookbook that also encourages people to change the way to perceive healthy food. Holland knows how much work it is to make sure you and your family are eating healthy foods so her recipes are fast, affordable, easy, and healthy. True to her family-friendly, beach-inspired lifestyle and aesthetics, Holland lives on the beautiful Garden Isle of Kauai and enjoys spending time in the kitchen with family and friends and in the rejuvenating waters of the Pacific Ocean. Ooh, I'm just getting that Hawaii vibe. So without further ado, let's bring Holland on the show. Welcome to the show, Holland. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here and talk with both of you. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, So can you tell us and our audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Holland, and I live on Kauai, Hawaii. I am a chef. I am a vegan chef, and I've been working with food for about 21 years, and I have been vegan for 14. I'm a mom of three, and about a year ago, I um, published my first cookbook, Good Food Gratitude, and I'm just on a mission to try to help people eat healthier and um, for me, that always starts with plant-based or vegan and just getting more foods into people. Um, therefore, they feel healthier and animals' lives are better and the planet's healthier. So let's talk a little bit about it. And, you you know, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit more about your, your cookbook, Good Food Gratitude. But, uh, you know, it's part biography too, right? It tells a little bit about your story. Can you talk about what led you to choose a vegan lifestyle? Because did you go, was there a progression? Did you go like a little bit plant-based or did you just go all in vegan? Yeah, I'm such an all or nothing person. <laughs> I've started to learn and um, I was 30. I had had my third child at 29 and um, I just didn't have health. I didn't really have it before her. And I think with having three kids in my 20s, I didn't really have youth on my side anymore, considering I had had three kids and my body had gone through some things, but I had endometriosis and had had surgery um, three times and was told it was something I would probably have for the rest of my life. Um, And I started having kidney stones. I was overweight. And the biggest part was how I felt like I didn't have a lot of zest for life. Um, I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't have a lot of energy. And so for me, I knew it was within me. And a friend brought a book to me and said, you know, I think you should read this. And it just kind of answered everything that I had thought about food and what was happening with my body. And so that was 14 years ago. And I said, you know, I'm going to go vegetarian for a week and then I'm going to go vegan next week and just see what happens. And I went vegetarian for one day and decided that I could do without cheese and went vegan the next day. And I, I haven't looked back. I mean, I don't have endometriosis anymore. I no longer have kidney stones. I have tons of vitality And when I don't, I feel like I have the ability to bring myself back to health through food. Right. And, you know, especially with having uh, three kids, three young kids that at the time, you know, that's super uh, important to teach them the healthy habits from the very beginning. Right. 
And um, so how did you, how did you do that? Did, and how, how are your kids with, with your vegan uh, diet? <laughs> are they vegan too? Or, or they're, are they, uh... they're very humbling to me. No, <laughs> they aren't vegan. Actually, my son, my son's 21. And he said that day, he's like, you're striking out three for three. But the truth of the matter <laughs> is, is my kids love vegan food, you know, mm-hmm. um, as they grew up and they're around their friends and different influences and different things, they definitely are learning their own relationship with food. Um, but my whole house is vegan. Um, and so if they want to (laughs) eat, you know, for the most part, I would say they're about 90% vegan and they definitely fall back on food, uh, when they aren't feeling good, they definitely have the belief that you are what you eat. And so, but it has been humbling for me, right? Because it's really hard to get people, um, to give up everything. That's been what I've learned kind of with working with people and with my kids. And like I said before that, I'm really an all or nothing person. And so as soon as a vegan diet worked for me and I felt better about myself and, you know, my body was working better, it was a really easy choice for me to make. One was health and one was not health. Um, But what I have learned, you know, through my kids and through other people is that not everyone is all or nothing. And a lot of people kind of err in the middle. And so for me, it's been very humbling because I want to affect everyone and not just turn people vegan. I just want to have people have a healthier relationship with plants and just with the ecosystem around us. And, you know, at this point now with my kids and with everyone, I just kind of try to be a reminder of that as opposed to, you know, knowing the way for them. Yeah. I think what's really what you touched on something too, when you said you're vegan, your house is vegan. So you, you know, you've created, created this environment for yourself. One of the things you say in the book is I believe that health is not only about food, it's about finding and doing what makes you happy. So in addition to going vegan, what other like healthy habits have you incorporated into your life? So you talk about your house. So um, what other things, how, how do you surround yourself with that? So it's funny because, you know, we all have different things. And I think like a lot of it comes down to childhood and right. Taking care of yourself. Right. And so that's been huge for me. Like when I started eating vegan, it really opened me up to really self care. And what am I doing to make sure that everything around me, right, is, you know, bringing joy to my life or somehow leads to that. And so for me, I do tons of yoga. Um, I don't want to go to class when I wake up for the most part. I, you know, I'm still waiting. I'm like three years into going to yoga and I'm like, you know, but I force myself there and I'm always happier. I feel healthier when I go. And so that's one huge thing. Uh, I meditate. I don't have a practice with meditating, but I meditate all the time. I actually pull over my car for two minutes to meditate. I kind of have more of a, um, I guess you would call it more of a practical meditation with a really busy life. Um, and then outside of that, I do resets all the time for myself. Um, I check in with myself all the time to see what my body needs, because that's one thing, you know, with 14 years of being vegan and probably doing every cleanse and diet out there within the vegan parameters. Um, what I realized is, is my body has seasons And it also has, you know, time (laughs) that happens and everything changes and my needs change. So 
that's another thing that's huge to me is, you know, doing weekly and monthly check-ins to really see where I'm at and if the food I'm eating is working for me or if I need to make some changes. And so that's a whole nother part of it is, you know, really starting to be in a relationship with myself and food to see what I need so that I can have that recipe for happiness, you know, 80% of the time. Yeah, that's really interesting. We were just kind of sort of having this conversation earlier in the car when we were taking the dogs to go for a walk <laughs> uh, about knowing yourself. That's so important. And like you said, you went vegan pretty much overnight, just about. But some people, it takes a little bit of time to do that. So it's really important to, to know yourself and to check in with yourself. Um, I, I say I'm like a priest because everyone checks in with me. And so I don't know if this is true for you or for your listeners, but being vegan, it's funny because anywhere I go or anything I do, like people come to me with confession of what they have eaten. Um, I say like if I'm at a dinner party or anything, <laughs> everyone needs to explain to me why they're having chicken or that they had bacon in the morning. It's really this funny kind of hat to wear is, you know. Everyone just feel this need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and so I think people feel really guilty a lot, right? Because a lot of times, and I know it with being vegan or not, like I'll feel guilty about choices I made and if they were the best choice at that time. And so what I realized with people is like a lot of people really do, um, they have a hard time with it and they know something's off and they're eating And I think that's why people come and confess to me all the time. And people are looking for different ways to do things. And um, it really is about our habits and, you know, knowing yourself and knowing your habits can be a huge game changer on anything you want to change in your life. Yeah. You know, I got to say, I, it was, it was really hard for me. It's, it's hard. You know, people are so busy. It's hard to say, what do you what do you mean check in with myself? How do I check in? I don't have time to check in with myself. But it, you know, it wasn't until I got uh, laid off from my corporate job in 2018 that I really learned I don't work well early in the morning because <laughs> it was <laughs> dictated to me, you know, for years. Yes. And then I was like, you know what? That's a good time for more administrative, not mindful work. It's, I get more creative in the late morning to the early afternoon. And then I hit another dip. So knowing my own, the way I work. I mean, even as simple as that and just checking in with myself to say, when am I working? When am I feeling right now? And I I don't think a lot of people take the time to do that. I actually was reading this book on happiness and, you know, that's kind of the thing you can get your body into control, right? Like through food or through anything like you can, you know, get the body you want, but if you're not dealing with your mind, that's going to constantly show up. And a lot of times that's even harder to deal with than your body, (laughs) Um, But I read this book and it was so funny to me because he was saying that, um, I wish I knew the name of it to give him credit, but he was saying that what we do is we make all these choices for our future self, but without really knowing ourselves and what we would actually want in five years. And then what happens is, is that we get to that point and we complain to our past selves, what were we thinking? How would we have gotten us here? And there is this truth to it where, you know, he says we pay for therapy to complain about the choices we made, right? And 
it really gave me aha because it's like, oh, am I thinking about what I like and what I actually would want my life to look like? You know, and I think we stay busy in whether it be eating, whether it be, you know, like changing jobs or moving into passion or just looking to get happier. But we really do seem to get stuck in that place of, you know, just being busy and not checking in with ourselves to see if we're eating or if we're doing things that lead us to a life that we actually want. Yeah, I, uh, this is Teresa. I am so guilty of that. Vicki is so uh, present. We were just like, we, she said, we were just talking about this in the car. Um, she's so present and I'm so not, and I I'm, I'm very, very guilty of that. Um, in fact, we, we drove past a, a car accident in our neighborhood, uh, on the way out of the, to the park today. And she, uh, we, she remembered exactly like where the cars were and what, what, you know, part on each car was hit and I had it like all backwards. And I mean, it had just happened like 10 minutes before, you know? And so that's, you know, we're very different that way, but I'm going to give, I'm going to say it's because of meditation. So I also have a regular meditation practice and, and like you were saying, Holland, it doesn't have to be this one and a half hour, like candles in the room, you know, complete silence kind of thing. Sometimes it's just about taking two minutes to just sit with your breath and just be present and be, be aware of what's going on around you. Uh, that works for me. And that also helps me hyper-focus uh, really be in the moment when it, when, um, when I'm trying to concentrate on things, that's, that's yeah. what I found. And, and that also makes me happier. I don't feel distracted when I decide to put my, my mind into something, I can be present with it. And it makes me feel happier than being pulled in four different directions. It is so true. And that's like the thing for meditation. I used to have a practice with it and I used to do guided meditations. And for me, I have a very busy brain, right? It likes to like constantly be going. And so for me, a lot of times just like giving the time to actually sit there and be in breath and actually listen to my crazy thoughts. Like a lot of times I don't push them away and try to have nothing. I give them the time to actually listen to them and then they don't clog the rest of my day, right? It's not like there's 15 conversations going on if I actually give those time for me to actually hear them. And so that's been a huge game changer for me in terms of details. Because Larissa, like you, I'm not a detail person. Like, I couldn't even tell you what tattoos my best friend has, you know, where someone who met them probably <laughs> yesterday could, like, you know, but th these are the things of getting to know yourself, right? And if details yeah. are important in your life, you want to hire someone that can find those details for you if you know you're not a detail person, right? And it's like getting to know yourself in that way. And it's very humbling, you know, um, I think with all of it, like to learn those things about yourself, because I think either we have inflated or deflated um ideas of ourselves and not really like the reality. And so I think getting to know yourself is really looking at the reality of where you are, who you are, and then the bridge is who you want to be, right? Speaking of where you are, can we talk about Hawaii a little bit? Because I, <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. only been once <laughs> and we went to, we, we stayed on uh, Kanapali Beach, right? At the West yeah. End, oh, yeah. I think on yeah. Kanapali Beach. And we went to go see Dr. Wayne Dyer speak at Aww. the West End. And then we stayed there a few and it was in October. So it was a really good time because we found it wasn't super crowded, but it was still, we were still able to enjoy 
quite a bit of the island. So it was it was just beautiful. But I mean, if I lived there, I would probably be meditating on the beach every day. <laughs> I just I love the beach. I oh, love the beach. So and unfortunately, beautiful. Texas, where we live, Texas is a beautiful state, but you don't come for the beaches here. It is just not a beautiful <laughs> It's, it's not, not a beautiful beach. beach, no. You get I, you get out of the water and there's tar on you sometimes from the oil and stuff. So yeah, yeah that is it's not, not a beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about where you what you what surrounds you and nature and maybe uh, yeah, just just your environment and how that inspires you. Oh yeah, does, I guess I'm assuming it, it does. It does a hundred percent. I've been in Hawaii for about eighteen years, and I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I just love that there was like a different way that people did life when I came here. Like, I just didn't really understand that people could live this way. And, you know, nature was like a number one priority. And so I knew I wanted to raise my kids here. And so um, we made the move over and um, I... I've lived here for quite a while and every day it takes my breath away. Um, I am brought to my knees at times by the beauty of where I live. Um, and I'm surrounded by nature all the time. So like, even when I'm busy and I'm crazy and I'm driving a couple hundred miles a day on this Island, which I don't even know how that's possible, but I do. Um, it still takes my breath away. And I think that's so important for where you live. Like there's people who come and visit me and are like, how do you live like this? Like they don't understand it. You know, it's a very, I have a quiet life. Like I traded in malls and shopping for beaches, you know, and palm trees. And yeah, I'll, I'll take that's that. Why I think it's so important. <laughs> yeah. See, and it's like, that's where it's so important that like you live where you want to be, you know, I, there's nowhere else that I would want to live outside of Kauai. It's just my favorite place in the world. Like I kiss the ground when I fly back here from anywhere. And, <laughs> um, and you know, on Tuesdays for me, I have a better vacation than some people get in their whole lifetime. And so everything's very, um, it's very close and at my fingertips. I'm about a mile and a half away from the beach. Um, and, you know, on Kauai, it's really amazing because besides the beaches, we have really, really beautiful mountains as well. And so, yeah, I definitely am very fond of my life here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I want to move on uh, and talk about your beautiful book, uh, Good Food Gratitude. And you say in the book that all of your recipes um, start with two things. So love and organic food. So uh, why are these important? And can you tell us about your book? Yeah. You know, there's times where I make the same meal and I'll be in an incredible mood. And there's times where I make it and I'm not in a good mood and it shows in the food. And so that's why that I say you always so start true. with love. Because, yeah. Good attitude. If I have a good playlist on and I am dancing in my kitchen, you can taste it in the food. And, you know, I don't have science or anything to back it up, but I definitely have noticed that. So number one, it's like love, like, you know, I love making food for people because it's an act of love to me, you know, and, uh, it's an act of love I can give out. And so number one, having that number two, nothing has changed my health more than changing my diet to organic and organic foods and making sure that there aren't extra additives or chemicals in your foods. And so 
all of my ingredients. I buy everything organic that I can. And so that, those are the two things that every recipe starts with. What is the uh, availability of organic food on Hawaii? Do you, do you find it difficult or is it pretty easy? It's pretty easy at this point. There's tons of organic farmers. And then we have three health food stores that are all privately owned, um, smaller stores, but they bring everything in. So uh, between the three stores, I would guess that it's pretty much like a, what a Whole Foods would have in it. Cool. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It, it used <laughs> to be God. so hard. To find, yeah, it used to be so hard to find even, well, you can imagine we're in Texas too. So, um, oh. you know, yeah. the one of the meat capitals of the, <laughs> of the United States. So yeah, yeah it, it used to be, but now it's pretty, it's now it's pretty easy. It's, we don't oh, have to go so to fun. like a special as Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As uh, vegan becomes anyway. hip and mainstream, it's way funner for yeah. us vegans. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting to your book again, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about it, and and you know we get we're very fortunate we have some people send us their cookbooks to review and such. And one of the things I told you about yours is it's one of those. It's very well made. It looks like it's going to stand at the test of time. That's one of the things I always look for when I'm looking, even the, the physical book is that, it, and it's beautiful. The pictures are beautiful. A lot, plenty of, of nature pictures in there, as well as the recipes. And it looks like something you'd put on your coffee table, <laughs> not well, in your kitchen. That's, that's definitely, I, mean, I well. wanted a coffee table style book, right? Because yeah. it should be beautiful right in the kitchen and it should have incredible photos of food and um I I had so much fun making it and I worked with a team of people that made it just incredible you know compared to it would probably be a word document if I had made it I don't have graphic graphic skills like that but it's such a beautiful project and the most important part of it to me was like with Having three kids and also having a restaurant and um, being one person, I had to find ways to have my favorite recipes be easy. And I also had to find ways to make sure my recipes excluded all the things my kids don't like, which with three kids, it leaves very little because they all have their likes and dislikes. And so the most important part of the cookbook for me, and I don't know if you've looked at any of the recipes, but it's really down to its simplest form. For me, when I would get cookbooks and, you know, I'm a, I'm a classically trained chef, I would be like, they're going to send me to eight different stores. <laughs> like, is that quarter teaspoon of nutmeg going to make or break it? And what <laughs> I found as I started taking everything out is, you know, things can be delicious and very simple. And so, so many of the recipes only have four ingredients. And I try to make everything very quickly um, and as fast as possible. Like for the most part, I am definitely more of a short order cook than I am a chef these days. And so I really wanted to show people that like the kitchen doesn't have to evade you. There's very easy ways to make healthy food for you. And then I also wanted to show people um, just a good idea of how to replace things they already love that they eat that are probably you know, you know, full of meat, dairy, eggs, how can they have that in a healthier vegan form? Because I think it's so important when you're doing any diet, any cleanse that you need to hit on, I think they call it the zing thing. And, you know, it needs to hit your brain cells of your body loving it. And if that doesn't happen, it's not going to be sustainable, manageable, uh, or even possible in your life for the long term. So, 
I just wanted to give people an array of different things that they could replace what they're already eating with to make the transition that that much easier. Yeah, definitely. And and in addition to first looking at just the physical book, when we get a cookbook, the other thing I look at is exactly what you just said is how easy is, is it to make these when I'm, you know, looking at these to share with our community? Is this something that you can make easily? And I like the uh, term you use a short order cook, uh, because you used to own a restaurant. And I know you talked about that a little bit earlier. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, how did that come to be? And what kind of food did you serve? You know, it's so funny how it came to be. And we talk about, you know, things with life, but, um, with my, my husband, my husband at the time, well, I've only had one, but, uh, we won wheel of fortune. And so with that, there was a little, I know. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) I know it was incredible. It was amazing. And, but the thing that was the most amazing about it was that it gave me possibility, right? I didn't have money before the thought of starting a business. And so I started very small. Um, before we got on the podcast, me and you were talking about, right, building things and right. It's like, oh God, in retrospect, if I would have had everything done when I first came out, I wouldn't keep doing it. But I'm a big believer in starting small and getting experience and leaning into what works and what doesn't. And so I started a baking company selling vegan gluten-free baked goods at all the health food stores on island. And as that grew, I decided I wanted to have a restaurant. And I bought a restaurant that was already in operation. And we slowly turned it to veganizing everything. There was still fish on the menu. We kept their name. And it took me about a year and a half to be able to bring it up to par And then we switched everything over to vegan. And so it was definitely a labor of love. It was absolute insanity. People say owning a restaurant is like a very, very busy job. And I don't think until I got out of it, did I realize how busy I was, (laughs) but it gave me so much experience that I could never recreate practically anywhere that it, um, it really gave me a great a great foundation for doing what I do now. And, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, you probably did like a lot of experimenting and seeing what oh, was, God. Uh, people wanted. Yeah, that's what a great, what a great experience. And I, I got to ask you, though, so were both of you guys on Wheel of Fortune or was it? Yes, yes both it was of both of us. Yeah, it was um, second honeymoon week is what they called it. <clears throat> and The funny thing is, is with everything and the way it is, you know, at that point, I never thought I'd have a cookbook, but the winning puzzle that, um, that came up was bookmark. And so I love, I know I love those little things from the universe where you can start to connect the dots and be like, wow, like that was the start of me being able to do a cookbook, you know, and that's another, uh, or another benefit of being, present is you can really pick up on those little cues, right? Uh, and, and that's like when I said, when I got let go uh, from my job in 2018, I was so, I, I, I don't know that I would have handled it as well had I not been so in touch with myself, understanding that this was probably a sign from the universe. The same year I turned 50 saying, this is what you want to do do it. You know, that's, that's kind of what, how I felt. And I I really do give credit to being able to, to understand myself. 
Oh, it is. It's so true. I said it to you before, but you know, and I tell my clients all the time, we want to listen to the universe when it's sending ping pongs and not bowling balls. Right. And that's true (laughs) for health. You know, like when people come to me and, you know, anything with food takes a while to reverse, right? Like I started feeling better right away, but it takes a, and depending on what your disease is, it took that long, you know, for it to actually morph into your body and become enough to get you sick. And the same is true with food and healing yourself, right? And giving yourself the time to do that. But like with my clients, a lot of times they come to me when it's a bullying ball and it's a huge diagnosis. And, you know, the, the bigger the bowling ball, the heavier it is, the harder and more time it takes to reverse it. And so I'm just a big believer in listening to ping pongs because the body and the universe, they're always giving us cues. And um, I just think it's so important, you know, and I think the more bowling balls you get, you start really trying to find those ping pongs. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) I don't want a bowling ball again. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was just going to add to you're the second person I've ever met that's won a game show. So the first person, one time I was traveling on business and I started talking to the lady next to me. She was a very nice lady. And uh, we were talking, I don't know how we got to talk, what we got to talk, how we got on the subject, but she mentioned she won the showcase on The Price is Right. you've been years like I think it was like when Bob Barker was still on or something but but she had mentioned that so I thought that's pretty cool I was going to say you're also the second person in a week to use the term husband and I have never heard that before and (laughs) then now I've on (laughs) twice in a week (laughs) so um I wanted to talk about uh your and this is kind of a good segue from from what you were talking about just a minute ago about um the resets that you have on your websites. You've got two, you've got a five day reset and a 22 day reset. Okay. So the 22 day reset is actually 22 days to plant-based. And so it's resetting from where anyone's at normally anyone who's on like a standard American diet or say someone who's vegetarian and wants to lean into it. And so I love that one because we actually follow an evolution. And so week one, we just have you adding in a smoothie or a salad or both into what you normally eat. Like we just want to get some whole foods into people and see how they are. Week two, we go to vegan and we have, you know, all the recipes and everything needed to get them there. And then on the third week, we actually go to vegan gluten-free and You know, I just want to give people an evolution so they can see and kind of start to get in touch with their own body. Like, how did I feel when I added just greens in? How did I feel when I went completely vegan? And how do I feel when I went gluten-free, right? Because hopefully it's going to be personal to each one of those people and they can find like the zone they should be in. And so that's my 22 days to plant-based. And then my five-day reset is fun because it's actually 20 food videos and it shows you and gives you the recipe for 20 new ideas to add into your life. And it's just, it's a great little reset. There's fun foods in there, but it just, you know, hopefully will be an aha to people to see how they feel when they eat this way. And then they can start making the changes in themselves and their diet to move 
forward. Yeah, I like that it's it's kind of a set. So it's like five days because I think some sometimes when people see, you know, oh, I'm resetting or I'm having smoothies this day or whatever. If, if they don't see, it's harder for people to lean into if they just think I can never have eggs for breakfast again. If they're coming from a place where they're eating, you know, sausage and eggs every morning and they're not, they're not used to that. I think giving people like yeah, a, see, a and that's parameter, my whole thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if someone ate like eggs and sausage every day, I'd be like, okay, let's get you on a tofu scramble. We're going to try this vegan sausage and we're going to recreate it in as close to possible as you can have it. And then I want them to see how they feel after eating it. Right. And same thing. Or are we going to do like, you know, a cauliflower scramble because someone doesn't eat tofu, but Trying to, you know, teach people what they eat already, having replacements is the easiest way to get people to stick to something because they don't feel like they're missing anything. Right, right. Or that it's forever. I also like what you said about, you know, and and I started doing this myself more so when I stopped my corporate job, but certainly anybody can do this. It's just that this is the time I started to actually pay attention to certain things for myself is that. I like to journal like how I feel after I eat certain things and typically like an hour after, because sometimes you forget. And I used to have a big breakfast in the morning on my way out the door uh, when I was working in my corporate job. And again, it's one of those things where I realized I don't even like big breakfast. I was just eating because I wasn't probably going to eat till lunch. And I was getting sluggish. And when I, when I eat a, like a lighter, maybe toast with nut butter in the morning or toast with avocado in the morning, I actually feel more energetic. And I didn't really realize that about myself uh, until recently. It is. It's so amazing. And that's the thing where it changes too, right? So you constantly want to check in. And for me, I used to journal a lot. I'm, you know, I, I call myself the lazy vegan at times now too. I'm probably like the lazy dieter, but pretty much if anything makes me feel tired, I don't eat it. And I don't cut it out forever because your body changes, your needs change. But like, I, I normally do very well with sweet potatoes here. We have purple ones that are just like, mm, they're so delicious, but there's times when I eat them and I like want to take a nap. And if that's happening, yeah. like, I just believe my body has everything that a sweet potato is offering. So it doesn't want it. And so it's just extra carbs. And so that's really my check-in is like, food is supposed to be energy, right? But like, mm-hmm. for most people, we have it in our head that it like, is supposed to make you feel bloated and kind of tired or oversatiated. And so once I got past that and was able just to see, it's like, oh, does this make me feel tired? And if it's a yes, say like I have a peanut butter sandwich and then the next day I have a peanut butter smoothie and both times I feel tired after, I'm not going to eat peanut butter for probably a few weeks, you know? And yeah. so really starting to like check in and, you know, and journaling's amazing. But even if you can just see like 10 minutes after you eat, how do I feel? Just a mental check-in. Your brain can start putting together the pieces of guessing like, oh yeah, that's right. The last week I felt tired every time I had bread. Maybe I don't need bread right now. Yeah, definitely. And not forever. I always tell my 
yourself, like, maybe you don't need brownies this week, Colin. Just this week, you'll have brownies again. It's not Come forever. On, we always need right? brownies. I know. We always need brownies. Oh. <laughs> Who needs a brownie break? Oh, you definitely should make my gluten-free uh, brownies in the cookbook. They're absolutely oh, we'll definitely be delicious. making some stuff for sure. And like Those I said, never it's mostly... Yeah. And, and the thing is too, you know, we've, we've talked about on the show before, Larissa is a very picky eater. So, um, some, some of the recipes, uh, we get sometimes just don't fly for her, but we'll definitely, there's certainly a lot of things in this cookbook that look like she'd eat them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I definitely. love that. And yeah, anything you're looking for a replacement for in any of it, like you don't like an ingredient, just email me or write me. I'm happy to give you ideas. Okay. So uh, just segueing into that, I was just going to ask you, where's the best place for people to find you? So I am very active on Instagram and it's Holland Hawaii, which is H-O-L-L-A-N and then Hawaii, H-A-W-A-I-I. Um, and on my website, which is the same www.hollandhawaii.com. And I would love to do for your listeners and we can figure this out, but as soon as it gets um, up and out there. Let's do a giveaway of the cookbook for oh anyone. It's right before Christmas. So I would love to do that. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be great. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So again, we will have links to everything in the show notes, including how you can get a free copy of Good Food Gratitude with Holland Hawaii. Thank you so much for being on the show, Holland. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for having a podcast that gives people information and people like me a platform for my voice. I so appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's great talking to you. Well, that was a that was a really fun interview. Yeah, Th- fun. These are the these are the types of conversations I feel like you're just chatting with a friend in mm-hmm. a coffee shop, right? Just, yeah, Holland is just so laid back. And I guess it comes from 18 years on an island and just being peaceful. Yeah, she's definitely got that Hawaii vibe for mm-hmm. sure. So uh, as we mentioned, we will talk to her about a the giveaway of her book. And you can check out any deal details for that uh, in the show notes. And we'll probably be sharing something about that on social media as well. That's right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.